0: Fussing on this wild ride makes sense. It's literally why I am here, just to fuss with you. Question is, what are we going to do? We can be better, do better, and demand better. But that will take more than fussing. Yo, 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 it's your homegirl, Nakatris. And I am, of course, excited to fuss today. And I also would like to have a conversation. So before we get started, you know, we can't do anything without grounding ourselves with the wonderful Miss Maya Angelou, who told us, I've learned that even when I have pains, I don't have to be one. So true. So here's the thing. Y'all are irritating. Or, you know, as some students I work with would still tell me to this day, y'all era, possibly right, but still era. So I think I've been a Black girl all my life. And like a year ago, I found out I was too light to talk about my Black experience. I've been called a lot of niggas, and I mean the one with the R at the end, so I guess I got to put a... I hope there, there was a parent warning on this because I said it too late. I've also been told to go back to where I've come from. I've been uninvited, invisible. But through all of that, I'm Black. I identify as Black. I have a whole Black family, a Black mama, a Black daddy, a Black grandma, granddaddy, great-grandma, great-granddaddy. And I know they Black because I met them. I was there. They all Black. I also know... That I have seen love interests and heroines who are supposed to be my mirror because we have similar skin tones. Doesn't mean I didn't identify with them necessarily, but they were present and accounted for. So I get that. They look nothing like me, but that's irrelevant. I'm with you. I still don't understand how my entire experience is supposed to be null and void. Y'all era. Because Black women are dynamic enough to hold the whole story. come in many shapes, sizes, skin tones. And white supremacy... And anti-Blackness have created separation and spectrums, but that doesn't have to create the infighting that it has. So maybe it should create infighting, maybe not. I don't think so. And really, I just think it shouldn't. So I want to talk about it. I've invited some amazing people to talk with me today because we are diasporic. Black women are diasporic. We can be quiet, speak up, embrace, question, and love all at the same time. And so we are going to talk about being a Black girl, what that means, what it doesn't mean, what it has meant. And I want to remind you that we can't speak for everybody, so we're only speaking for us. So I've invited Paola and Courtney to join me today. I'm going to have them introduce themselves because Black women are diasporic and dynamic. So what do I need to introduce them for? And we're just going to have a conversation about being Black
1: girls. Hi. Hello. My name is Paola Delis. We've added that. It's a thing now. Uh, and I am excited to be here to talk about my experience as a maybe not a Black girl once. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm Courtney. Uh, I am a Black girl. I also have a master's now. I'm telling everybody because I just got to have All a right. master's degree oh, now. Cool. Uh, so that is how I would go by myself now, Courtney MS. <laughs> <Yeah>. Boom. You <laughs> know nothing else. Done. <laughs>
0: So tell me when you decided, found out, learned you were, decided you weren't, thought about being, aren't a Black girl, that experience. Like, when did you find out you were a Black girl? What was that like? Or how do you now define yourself
1: as like, yes, I'm a Black girl because? So the first time that the world told me that I was a Black girl was in fourth grade. I was living, I know, I was living in Puerto Rico at the time and we were doing a standardized test. And for those of you who don't know, in Puerto Rico, apparently you never talk about whether you're black or white or race. You're mm-hmm. just Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. And I go up to the teacher because I got to fill in the bubble to say if I'm white or black. And I had no idea how to answer that question. So the teacher proceeds to show me a crayon, a black crayon and a white crayon. Like actual black and white crayon? hmm Like the one that looks like, like a white, like
0: paper white? Yes. Oh.
1: And she puts it next to my skin. And she says, which one are you closest to? And I said, well, the black one. She said, well, there you go. Uh, So that was the first time that the world told me I was black. The time that I found out that I was black because I was like, oh, this is real. It had to do with my hair. I was trying to figure out how to do it if I wanted it curly, if I was going to keep doing what I've always been doing, which was to straighten it. And then, you know, as I don't know if this has happened to many people, but I looked in the mirror and I was like, wait a darn second. I think I'm black. Uh, and I started doing more research and I was like, yeah, no, I'm black. I don't know why I never said I was black, but I am black. Welcome. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so
2: when you said fourth grade, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, same. I So I grew up in Detroit and all of my neighbors were black. All my friends were like everybody who pretty much was around me was black. I would go to different spaces where there were people who weren't black, but I didn't really think too much of it. I was a kid. I was just having a good time. You know, I was an only child. So my parents doted on me. So I didn't really have too many cares. But when I was in fourth grade, I changed to a different school. I've been going to the neighborhood school. My dad will walk me there and pick me up. And then I went to a different school, which was in a different area of the city, which is where like the black doctors lived and, you know, the dentists and people who are lawyers and stuff. And my parents are social workers. So um, that area was a little bit more wealthy than where I was living. And that was the first time that somebody that I realized that my skin was darker Because a boy would make fun of me. He would call me black and all these other type of things. And I didn't think there was anything wrong with the color of my skin. And I still don't. But there was a little part where I was like, man, I wish I was lighter because that the girls were treated nicer. Their hair was like longer. And my hair was pretty long, actually. But it was like all these things about how I wished I was this. So I would say I always knew I was black, but I didn't realize that I was my skin color, I guess, until fourth grade when I went to that new school. I won't say his name, but I'll never forget it, actually. You want to know his name. Well, his name is Gerard Taylor.
0: <laughs> we are good for you.
2: Um, and I will never forget that he was so mean to me and would make fun of my skin. And so I would say I always realized that I was a black girl, but I didn't like know that there were that there were different differences in you know colorism and when until I was in the fourth grade. So I feel like I'm supposed to share that I when I realized I was a black girl, which
0: I don't think I I always knew I was a black girl because I have parents who were like you black. All the time, and not for any given reason, it was just like a thing. I went to schools where there weren't many like you can count them on your hands, other black children. So it was like, don't forget you black while you're at school, okay? And if they tell you you black, just come home, it'll be fine. But you black, though. So I think that was like my experience. But colorism is real, and I didn't realize that that was a thing probably until college. And it wasn't from my experience in college. It was because I pledged a sorority. And my aunt, who is darker than me, was like, you only were able to do it because you like skin. I was like, wait, wait, what What are you talking about? (laughs) And it wasn't like mind blowing. Like historically, I was like, oh, that was definitely in my mind. That was (laughs) 2000. (laughs) Come on. It's not a thing now. It's 2004. It's not a thing It was like, no, it's still a thing, like, right at this exact moment. Um, And recently, maybe like the last couple of years, I had a conversation with somebody, with a group of people, a group of Black women, who were talking about uh, a Netflix show that I cannot remember the name of right now. And the main character fell in love with a Black woman. A lot of the cast was Black and it was on Netflix. And that was a big deal. All these Black people on Netflix and one show that was Luke Cage. Oh yeah. Mm. And he fell in love. I don't I didn't really watch it. Sorry, Luke. Nope. I didn't um, watch it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> but he fell in love apparently with more than one woman, but then he ended up choosing somehow. And so the argument at the table was like, it was so great to see him have a black love interest and they brought up and it was like, no, he didn't choose the dark skinned girl though. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what that's like, which I knew was like, no, nah, I already done got snapped on about being a nice skin girl. So I'm not <laughs> about to say nothing. I'm going to be quiet. is what I'm about <laughs> to do. Um, but still trying to understand without ever being offensive or ever like pushing back because I think experiences are completely valid. So what does it mean? Like the spectrum of what a black girl means in terms of skin tone, what has that been like for you all as adults? Is that a conversation that's happened or how do you have that conversation with other black girls? Because I don't, I mean, it is a conversation with other people, but
1: yeah, it's, it's, for me, it's been interesting Uh because once I discovered it, I was like, yeah, we black. Right. And I told my mom who looks exactly like me, I was like, you black. And I told my aunt who's darker than me, I was like, you black. And I told my other aunt who's even darker. And I was like, you are also black. And they were like, no, no, we are not. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? You're not um, I think the the most like memorable one was I went makeup shopping for a foundation with my mom. And I was like, OK, mom, this is your shade. Same as mine. She said, oh, no, no. You should probably get a I get I'm lighter than you. Get me the lighter one. And I looked at her. I was like, no, you're not. You are absolutely not lighter than me. She's like, yes, I am. And she still bought it. But I said, Mom, it's okay because Sephora has a lovely return policy and you will be coming back. Cause you look two toned. But there those are the types of things that I'm like, stop, stop. You can't be serious right now. But those are the types of things I was doing, right? Because before like before I was acknowledging it, I was over here like, no, I'm not. Straight Puerto Rican. It's so, all. What do you mix with? With Puerto Rican. That's what I would be mixed with. And it was just like, I'm like, okay, we need, there are there are layers to this. And we got to talk about it. But if people don't, I mean, my family at least isn't acknowledging yet, it yet.
2: So my mom and I are about the same shade. So that's not something that we talk about as much. And when we do, we're like on the complete same page about everything. But I would say, well, Nicatris, you and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago and I think about it, so I'm very, I'm, um, I'm very much into pop culture. So like comic books, movies, books, stuff like that. And so I feel like normally when I'm talking about colorism with other people, it's in the context of like, who got cast in this movie? What did the author portray this person to look like? But who did they cast? Um, You know, who what is the person described as or what do they look like in the comic book as opposed to, like, who did they cast for that? So, yeah, that's mostly where my conversations are coming from. I will say, too, most of my friends here in Milwaukee are not Black women. Uh, You know, I Something that I've definitely been working on for the years that I've been here, but these are conversations that when I do have them, they're with people when I go back home. And that's a good point
0: to bring up because colorism really is about um, prejudice and discrimination or, around skin tone, usually in the same group. So I, I have heard people theorize that it can be the spectrum of humans, which I don't necessarily agree with, but it, it for me, it's been talking to other Black people about skin tone, the end. Like that is where colorism comes in and what that means. And I and trying to, well, I do acknowledge my privilege, right? Like from a very theoretical standpoint, I know that there have been times where I've been privileged because of my skin tone. I can name them. Which make it really hard for me to be like, yeah, of course, whatever. It's more. It's just like, whatever you want me. You want me? Is this some light skin thing I'm supposed to be doing? Cause I'm like, <laughs> like I don't. Light like skin feelings. Yeah. And the other thing too is really interesting is that I don't know if the difference between um, gender and how that comes in, right? Like it's all my life, light skin dudes sticking together and dark skin dudes sticking together, and there being like a wave of like when light skin dudes were cute and then when dark <laughs> skin dudes were cute, like that was a thing. I don't. I have never been a part of that conversation with women ever. The last couple of years, there have been actresses like Viola Davis. I was like, are we names. done? <laughs> no, I'm, I've had some people's names. That's really what I'm trying Lupita to think Niongo. of. Lupita Nyong'o. hmm mm-hmm. And some other people that's names. I only know their characters' names. Danae, the lady from Black Panther.
2: Oh, Danae Guerrero.
0: There you go. Mm-hmm. I'm the person who doesn't know song titles or people's. Like, I know the lyrics and I know your name in the movie. So I don't ever say hi to you if I see you on a street. I just like. Hey, I see, you. I see you. That was good. You were good. <laughs> uh, I made the mistake of calling somebody the character once and they were so offended. Ooh. Like, that's not who I am. And I was like, mm, so I just don't do
1: it. How I know you, though. Yeah.
0: So my bad. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and saying that um, it, it's been a big difference. And so now it's like darker skinned women are at the forefront. It's late. And that makes complete sense to me. And so am, do I have a responsibility now to be like, so I should sit down somewhere? I'm supposed to do something in
2: particular
0: or what is my role in colorism? So I personally don't connect it to it even though you don't have to first to connect to to something to be a part of the problem. I could still be causing plenty harm by walking and breathing and don't know what that is. Um, Have you experienced times where you wanted to call somebody out around it? Specifically another black person, male or female um, or gender neutral um, that you didn't or did? Like, what has that been like because you, you haven't had the conversation here with many people because of your friend groups, but have you worked with people or has the conversation come up in spaces where you're like, oh yeah, y'all wrong or y'all right? Or how's that conversation happen?
2: That's a good question. Um, <laughs> a- I'm trying to think. I I don't really think so. Cause I'm also thinking like, I'm trying to think about like people, even like people that I have worked with. And I don't think that's ever anything that really come up. I feel like I'm sure Natalie and I talked about it at some point, but I can't think mm-hmm. of a, you know specific time right now but yeah not really something yeah. that I think I have about
1: or like had to check anybody recently at least I think I'm so I'm going to mention something that you were part of
2: and oh you can right. okay
1: help me <laughs> but I remember so you used to go to lunch with a particular group of women you remember oh yep Mm-hmm. and yeah <laughs> <laughs> And I ain't get to go. And I decided I, I couldn't go invited. because I was light skinned. I will. Because I, I was Latina. So I don't know if I was going to be invited. But then in those spaces where I was like, I mean, gonna let them. Because I think that's what they're doing. But I don't know if I can go. Oh, my God. I did. But I asked, though, at some point. Like, so. I did. Wait, did I ask?
0: Or did I just? I think I was asking. I first. went once. I, I went once. Oh, my God. So now what happens is, now that I look back on it, this is how I'm problematic, right? Because then I <laughs> basically was like, I see y'all went to lunch.
1: Yeah, that's <clears> exactly <throat> what I would say.
0: And then I got an invitation. But the conversation could easily been, but the lunch wasn't for you. So, right. Uh, but okay. we invited you because you were here. Because you said something. And in all honesty, in that space, I also was... Maybe not everybody's direct manager, but a manager. Yes. So it's power same. dynamics, right? Mm-hmm. So my light skin manager self was like, "I see y'all went to lunch, and now you gotta ask me." Yeah, absolutely. And I went, "I'm problematic, y'all." I knew that, <laughs> but I just didn't, couldn't
1: pinpoint <laughs> see, it. See, I'm not playing with problematic, but I did the exact same thing. Yes, you both
2: were directors at that time. Yeah. yeah. It
1: could, <laughs> that could have actually been why we weren't invited. <laughs> think,
0: never mind, we got an answer. But I, I wasn't a problematic director.
1: I couldn't decide if it was Listen, probably we both thought we weren't problematic, but I'm sure we were problematic for someone. I was not a problematic director as no. in my role.
2: Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> agree with that. I'm going to say what I said. <laughs> I can't speak directly to you, but I can speak directly. Yes, that was a power dynamic thing, but that mm-hmm. is a good point. And I'm sorry that you felt that way because of that. But no, it was because we <clears throat> I'm just going to y'all We're going to
1: talk stuff. Yep. That's why. Not about y'all, but. Um, About people. It is what
2: it is. Well, okay. I'm going to stop talking about that.
1: (laughs) I I was like, I'm going to say
2: something. Yeah.
0: So because of people. So I watched a short video about the politics of skin tone. So I think about that too, right? Like if I, in that very specific place, there were two things at play. So like being very clear about my agency. One, I... But not you can't be invited you're not invited really one is that if somebody doesn't want to invite you to lunch they don't have to okay i was like this sounds like fun i want to be there and for somebody to say like hey just want to get invited how do i get an invite Is rude so just that's another mm-hmm. that's for another fussing all but it's rude to invite yourself places if somebody wanted to invite you they would and for you to point them out say why wasn't i invited Low key is putting them in a position where they have to invite you. Dang, it they did. took me to the food court I out sure of pity. They let did
1: go. <clears throat> okay, they I let sure me go. Did go.
0: And then I remember one time I really couldn't go, but I was like, I gotta go or else I won't you get reinvited. <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to like push it, like pushing me. like, I'm, I'm gonna be a little late because there's this lunch that I got invited and then to. And You gotta try to add something good to the conversation. This is
2: okay. This a lot is coming
0: out. Here. <laughs> a lot is coming out. But my point is that there are things that get added to to conversations that don't even go together, mm-hmm. right? So. That could have never been a colorism thing, but the fact that I thought it even was at any point, I was in my office like, I wonder why I didn't get invited. I'm not. It's not that I'm not cool. It's Not because I'm a director, because I'm, I'm, I'm not a bad director. So it's not that. And then I was like, oh my god, it's because I'm light skinned <laughs> Oh my god. Dang, I knew this would happen at one
1: point because you See, know, but, and that doesn't make sense to me. I, for mine, I was like, it's because I'm not black, is what I had thought. It was very clearly that. And it was neither one of them, which, yeah. is, the, which is why <laughs> exactly. this conversation
0: should happen more often, but also why I think it doesn't. Right. It doesn't happen more often like this. We never had this conversation before. this no, exact no, moment. No. Welcome to a live realization <laughs> of what actually Why happened. we didn't get right invited to lunch. <laughs> and then when I got to the lunch, I was like, oh, yeah, this, this wasn't about me at, at all. all. <laughs> things are not, most things are not about you. Another fussing episode. So, It's not about you. That's going to be the name of it, because it rarely is. But we make it about us in some way, shape, or form. So it's interesting that I definitely did feel like this is the moment. Because I also, that's when I had just been introduced. Like, there was an article that came out about skin tone in certain spaces. And when we're talking about Black issues in the United States of America, who should be on the front line, who should be, like, all the things that have been happening around police and education. And not that they hadn't ever happened before, but they just had a head in the last few years. Again, like, we're at the top of another wave and so it was like who can be the voice and when people are the voice is it always white skinned people who get to be the rep there's 55 of us and the person that gets to do the interview is a light-skinned person there's Mm -hmm. 80 of us and the person that gets to do the interview is a light-skinned person and so the conversation of it shouldn't be you is who it shouldn't be because what it looks like to have representation and what it hasn't looked like historically so even though Courtney did not leave me out because I was light-skinned I did think that was true
1: no. <laughs> oh my god. But I didn't
0: take it personally like against Courtney. I wasn't going no. like, well, Courtney yeah. left me. I was like, Well, that's the United States. You know what <laughs> oh my do? god, I was Dang. born like the this. Whole... <laughs> yeah. That's what I what can I do? Historically I've been privileged in a way that means sometimes you gotta sit this one out. What are your thoughts about what it means to be sit out, come in, voice representation in terms of color of black skin tone of black women?
1: Just say that again. Just yeah. So,
0: Just what are your thoughts right so it came out that not didn't come out it wasn't like a surprise right it was (laughs) was, but there was an article written that really spoke to and i probably should look up the article and cite it so i'll figure that out everybody and somewhere (laughs) it'll be written and you can find it really easily but an article came out that really spoke to representation in terms of who speaks and who's present in rooms so if we're talking about the black agenda um black issues issues in the black community things that we want to solve, who should do the interview, who should be the spokesperson, how things are organized, mm-hmm. that for some opinions, it was like light, lighter skinned people, light skinned people shouldn't even be in the room, right? Mm-hmm. And if they are in the room, they definitely shouldn't and they need to sit down somewhere. So what are your thoughts just about that period? Like, you know, it's one, it might've been a couple authors, but it wasn't like a Nobody can speak for everybody. So it was, you know, it was backed up with some theory for sure, but it definitely was a assertion, you know, a person.
1: I think about that a lot as like a Black Latina. I'm like, am I the person that needs to be talking about this right now? Is that my experience? Should I let like who? (laughs) Um, And then I think about like how very little people that look like me are in Spanish to me. Like literally they just hired a news anchor that was a Black Latina this time ever. So like in spaces, I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm not going to see someone. And then there are spaces where I'm like, "Mm, I'm not the person. So, yeah, I like either take myself all the way out because I in my head, I'm not supposed to or I make the assumption that I'm not going to be represented. Hmm. So either way, I'm not letting myself win in those spaces. And And I still have to like grapple with that, and what that looks like for me and how I feel about that. Yeah,
2: I agree. I was thinking, so I took a planning law class when I was an undergrad and the professor always said, when someone asked a question, he would always say, it depends. Um, And so I I think it depends because it's a nuanced conversation. I say it all the time. Um, I, I think it depends because it's such a nuanced conversation. Like, I don't think that they're, I don't think that people should be silenced because they're lighter skin. Like, we all have very similar experiences, whether, you know, we're Black women, right? So we're going to have similar experiences, but I think it depends on what the conversation is. Um, Like if we were talking about representation of Black Latinas, uh, you know, in the media or whatever, like, yeah, I'm going to see if you wanted to say something first, like maybe just give myself some time to speak. And then if, you know, just I don't know, it's it's just such a it depends type of deal because you want to maybe kind of sit back for a little bit just to see regardless of who it is, just if someone else has something to say. Um, And I'm that type of person anyway, too, because I like to write down what I'm going to say before I say it. And so that's how I operate almost all the time. So, yeah, I think it depends on what's being talked about, because it might be something where I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. (laughs) And I want to hear. I want to be educated by someone and whether they're whether it is talking about darker skin representation if someone else knows a little bit more about that then i'm gonna you know let them speak first now it's not like oh they they have no clue they're they're light-skinned they are they are light skin. they can not possibly understand why mm. having uh lupita and Denai, you know as superheroes is so important so i i think it depends
0: i have um thought many times like again like these are the thoughts i have you know putting on shea butter and such trying to figure life <laughs> out part of the thought or question that I run into or even the pushback from myself is like the reality is being light-skinned in America has was made palatable at some point mm-hmm. and so it was like no matter what the message was me and five people who are darker than me of any shade we could all say the exact same thing and somebody would hear me and not hear them. Mm. And me not ever connecting it to it's because you're light skinned. But other people who aren't light skin being like they, you know, realize I said the same thing. I'm like, I oh, know that's what I said. I said you said the same thing. But me agreeing with you has nothing to do with me. I also could step back. Like my comment could be what they said. Thank And thank you. And then call it a day. That's right. Right. And that'd be the end to push back against systems that have privileged fair skin. And so what does that mean to, how do I push back against that system? And me speaking is not pushing back against that system when I know that it's a problematic system. Ooh, okay. So should have a, and another thing, but this another thing is more of a epiphany. So first of all, thanks so much for to Courtney and Paola for coming on today. And also a good reminder of how, we want to be great people. I want to be a great person and really hold space for people. But it is problematic that I invited myself to that lunch and never thought about and like made it about me and really thinking about how many times I've made things about me. And i that's something I really work on, right? Like when people aren't talking to me or somebody's ignoring me or I'm like, I don't know, they didn't call back. There's been times in my life where I'm like, I must've done something, but I really have moved away. Like, no, I didn't, I didn't do anything. Maybe they're just having a bad day or there's something else going on. They'll let me know when they want to. But I remember specifically going like, I want to go to black girl lunch. I'm excited about that. And there was no one Courtney could have Um, Should have really Not should have is like You should have did this But should have In terms of Had the right to And felt pressure Right To say You can't come um, because I there was so much power at play that I didn't see because I just wanted to go to lunch too. So as I have to remember vividly that they went to lunch, I want to say once a week. I mean, I can picture them walking out. And we also worked in a place where going to lunch wasn't a thing. So I know Paola mentioned, like, you know, having somebody's back and protecting them in that space. We're protecting them. Well, I didn't really protect them. I was begging to go. Paula's protecting the space because making sure nobody's looking for them, for them to be gone for 30 minutes you should be able to take a 30 minute lunch without anybody protecting you anyway but thinking about the ways that black girls move in spaces so one I shouldn't have asked. two she should have been able to and felt she should have felt like and been in a space to feel like and I should have made it clear and open for her to feel like you can't come and I don't need to even tell you why you just the answer is no and then three protecting space for not even protecting it but making it clear that people should be able to take lunches I don't need to say they're at lunch they'll be back they've only been gone a half an hour I don't need to look at the clock they're at lunch Courtney has always done amazing and excellent work let me tell that she could take a two-hour break I don't care because Courtney's gonna perform and do everything that's necessary to serve and meet the goals and the strategies and all of that stuff. She's going. She's a hard worker who enjoys doing things well, and doing things to the best of her ability. I don't care how long her lunch is, but how we how are we in spaces where we can't protect space for people to take care of themselves? Which is that's what they were doing. They were taking care of themselves, and taking care of themselves without me and Paula, which also make complete sense. So today's aha moment. I'm problematic. That's not really an aha moment. I already knew that, but just reminders of in the different ways you show up in different spaces and how you can be problematic, how we're all a consistent work in progress. And the more you talk to people and have dialogues and reflect on things, the better we can all be. Woo. And another thing, Nicatris, do better is really what the another thing is. Until next time, I hope that you will stay fresh and stay in reflection and join us for more than fussing on our next episode. Stay fresh. Join me next time for more than fussing.